welcome back to the Tangents podcast for what is now the fifth tangent. I am back on the introduction after James's horrific rendition last week. And uh, yeah, back stronger just with uh, James and Alex this week. How are you doing, lads? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm doing, doing well, I'm thanks, breathing. Man. Yeah, good chat, good chat. You're both in your um, <laughs> Auckland in your slow reopening plan. I know um must be tricky. It's been, a, been what, like eight weeks now, just stuck in the house. Uh, is it eight or nine? I don't know. I'm going to Google that. It was the start of August, wasn't it? Or something like that? It was like mid-August, right? Yeah, yeah, like 20th of August, maybe. I feel like it's only been like seven weeks. Which That's seems a long time, though. Like a long time looking back on it, but... I think it's like 50-something days. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. I saw um, I saw you managed to get out of the house this weekend, Alex, on, on a little trip. Little uh, yeah, we, we just went uh, like 20 minutes down the road from Jess's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Under the van. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And then, uh, then we camped overnight in her driveway, which was fun. Was that celebrating um, the Gypsy King? Uh, that was actually before um, the the boxing. But yeah, it can't. It could be. Yeah. Uh, Should we start with that then? Because personally, boxing's not something I'm really ever enjoy. I always think it gets a lot of hype, and then you watch it, and it's like it's kind of disappointing, and they not a lot happens, and then someone wins on points. But man, that was a that was a good fight. That was a battle. That was two oh, grown was... men trying to kill each other, and it was brilliant to watch. Yeah, it's um. It's pretty incredible. So many hits. How wild it kept going. He was just kept getting smacked and smacked and smacked. He must he have been concussed at about five times over. He looked very drunk saying, at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he fell into his head on the final blow. He looked like he'd had a bit too much to drink on a night out, but <laughs> Yeah. It's um it's funny as well, because you kind of look at them at first, particularly Tyson Fury, and he's got a little bit of a little bit of a muffin top. And he's, he's a bit chubby, but he's an incredible athlete, really. He, he definitely is, Joe. Like um, two, 280 pounds of pure gypsy king. Was it easy to find an English stream of that in Korea? Um, a friend of mine found one on his phone, and we were just watching it watching it that way, just crowd, crowd around while we were out and about. But, um, yeah, it was, wasn't too bad, I don't think. And did you watch it, Alex? Uh, no, I didn't. Have you seen the knockout yet? Uh, I have not. No, I'm. I'm not really much of a uh, a, a fan of fighting sports. I just don't. Neither am I. Not, not a fan of blood. Neither so. am I. But I watched a replay, and it was um, it was a great event. It, it, was, it, was, it was good to see the Gypsy King in his rightful place as a champion. Yeah. So why is he called the Gypsy King? Because he's a traveler. I thought he was from England or something like that. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's like literally... an Irish traveler, like a gypsy. Oh. He's literally a gypsy. He got started off just doing like, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this a little bit, but basically his origin story is he started off just as like a gypsy, just doing like bare knuckle fights and stuff. And he was sort of slowly started transitioning into professional boxing. And then, yeah, he was still living in a caravan. I'm not sure if he still does. Probably not. He was still living he in a caravan. He looks in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. He was living in a caravan when he won the world championship the first time. Apparently, oh, wow. when he first got the title fight, it was about, he found out about three months out, I believe. And he was completely out of shape, just a drunk, fat gypsy. And he trained for like three months in his caravan and all that sort of thing. And then ended up winning the world championship. Yeah, pretty incredible, really. Yeah, I've got no clue how boxing works, to be honest. Or like MMA. Like, it just seems to be someone fights someone and then they claim the uh, claim the belt or whatever. That's, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's essentially it, really. But yeah. So I mean, it seems kind of unfair if you're if you're say second place in the rankings and you can't get a fight with first place, then you're never going to become first place, eh? Yeah, I mean, I well, think it usually works itself out. Yeah. I mean, he Anthony Joshua won't fight him yet, and he's another big fighter, um, who I know of at least. Hmm. But I think Deontay Wilder was deemed is the most worthy opponent and he dealt with him i mean he went down twice in one round but apart from that it was a pretty dominant fight for uh, mr fury 
Yeah, should we move on? Because I think three guys that know nothing about boxing trying to talk about boxing is not always the most engaging chat. Uh, no, I don't you know. think it is. We'll move on. <laughs> I think the only time right. I've actually uh, watched a boxing fight was when I was in year six and me and my mate Jack went to his family friend's place and the boxing was on and so he played PlayStation instead. That's my only... Uh... <laughs> Are you boxing friends experience. before you met us? That's a, yeah. that's a fascinating story. Uh, heaps of friends, mate. Oh, really? It's a, yeah, it's that's why we got us downhill. today. It's just a downhill um, downhill slope for Alex Lucas. I love the awkward silence. Yeah, it's always always good, isn't it? It is great. Yeah, what can you do? Um, well, should we go on to another um, sport that none of us know anything about really and that's the uh, yeah. the formula one <laughs> i mean this weekend yep. turkish grand prix bit of a nope. boring race yeah just a classic sort of mercedes you know victory victory really yeah i mean even though hamilton came fifth but regarding his p10 start it's not really too bad is it no it's not a bad result for lewis i mean he did have you do feel a bit bad for him though because he just just about, he could have been on to finish about third and then he went in for the tyre change and lost that opportunity. But his engineers, his engineers reckon he'd be a place behind if he didn't go in for the tyre change. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And I mean, he was only in that position because everyone else pit before him, didn't he? So, yeah. Sort of worked itself out. Yeah. It's that, that, in- that, that interesting race. question of, um, like uh, you can see it happens relatively often, not too often where what's the line between, you know, the driver's in charge and the team is in charge. Cause you know, you're in this car and you you must be so focused on trying to drive that it must be difficult to be able to think about these other things and know whether you should pit. But at the same time, because you're so into the driving, you've got a feel for it and should know, you know, if you think your tires should last. But then you've got a whole team of people who are closely monitoring it behind. So it's kind of, right. you know, it's a tricky one. He might know how his tyres feel, but he doesn't know the speed of the drivers behind them. And I reckon Gasly and um, Perez would have got him in, got him in the end, anyways. And if Gasly got him, he would have been in P6. I mean, especially for like intermediate conditions, where like, say, if they're at the start of the season and they're doing preseason testing on the tyres, then if it's not raining in like Spain for you know the however many weeks they're there then they're not going to get any you know experience of how long they'll last so it's probably better to go for a conservative approach with the and also open. like last week the team's decision ensured lewis hamilton won against yeah, Norris, yeah, so yeah. swings and roundabouts and it's like he's not going to drop that many points if he comes you know a place up or he's you know if he comes fourth yeah. opposed to fifth then it's not going to change too much I mean, he's cool. still well and truly in the title race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What I did like about the tyres, though, was uh, Sebastian Vettel, I believe, put some, <laughs> put some slicks on, uh, like, halfway through the race. Yeah. <laughs> it was in, like, 10th or something and finished 18th. He we was good. a bit of a slide. <laughs> when, he, um, when he pulled in to go for his pit stop to get off the slicks, he, he nearly slid and hit a wall going into pit lane to change. That was a uh, quite good. It was a it was a risky move by Sam. <laughs> it was it wasn't very German to be that um that ambitious. Like you should be more conservative. <laughs> yeah, especially when like you're not, you know, there's no chance he's gonna win the race, is there? No. So I don't know why he would do that, but oh well. He wanted know. to see if he could by miracle. <laughs> he wanted to yeah. beat those Ferraris. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like all that happened in the in the race, isn't it, on the weekend? I mean, there was a little duel between Perez and Hamilton. And yeah, I thought that was pretty good. That was a good bit. And like, but apart from that, it was like a very boring sort of race. Yeah. I mean, I'm ha- pretty happy for Perez this weekend. He did started P7 and yep. came third. So that's a pretty a good, decent result. A good performance by him. He was probably under some pressure beforehand as well. And that's all we probably have to say on that matter. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's really, really nothing much else uh, happened. Nothing to discuss. 
No, Valtteri Bottas just basically just you know drove at home. Nice, yeah. easy, uh, easy 20, 25 points. And his first win of the season. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't have guessed it. I mean, to be fair, he's been pretty unlucky, hasn't he? This he's year. had a bit of a shit season. I mean, still third in the uh, standing, so it doesn't really matter too much. He's not going to get better than that, so. Yeah. And do we have a Kyrat game to talk about today? Um, well, we do. We've got um, we actually got two uh, FC Kyrat or Kyrat Alamati games. I think it's officially called um, FC Kyrat. I think there was a bit of a name change, so. It's FC. I thought it was Kyrat Al Almaty. Yeah. So well, some some things say Kyrat Almaty or Almaty, and then some say FC Kyrat. So I don't know really which uh, source to trust. Yeah, I think we I think we just stick with Kyrat. It really really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's probably the way to go. But I mean, Europa Conference League four um, two loss to Basel. Which is a, a bit of a blow, but you, know, you can't say you wouldn't expect it. Um, yeah, I mean, lo- losing to a, um, a a herb is always unfortunate. But yeah, as, <laughs> as you say, it's um, not a great performance, but exactly what we expected. To be honest, they're just a just a class above. I think it was, it was it was a good result for FC Basel at full time. It, yeah, it was. Cheers for that. <laughs> Did I get the pun or the joke? You uh, tipped it one. No, Sorry, I go didn't. again. I th- <laughs> it was. It was a good. It was a good result for Basil at full time. That's gone over the head. What is happening there? If you're trying to make like, some sort time, of like Basil forty reference or something. Oh, ah, okay. Maybe you should put more emphasis on that. At full <laughs> try time. To. <laughs> You know, you know when your joke's not gone well, when someone has to say "have a go again," <laughs> and then you still have to explain. <laughs> yeah, and say so they definitely are uh, parsed the test. <laughs> oh no! They didn't. They oh oh yeah, they did, didn't they? Oh wow! Yeah, that is poor. Maybe if Kyrat changed your name to Chili, they might win. Potentially. <laughs> oh dear. Um. Yeah, I mean, so what, what what would win in a in a game of football? A team of herbs or a team of spices? Spices. I don't think you can really answer that question. I mean, for me, I think the herbs. You've got lots of lots What's of consistent rosemary? players. Rosemary is a herb. Yeah, well, that will definitely win because that's massive. Mm. It'd be huge. See, I I think with the with the herbs, you've got lots of. Lots of solid performers, some big guys. They're they're slow, but they're functional. The James Milner types. Whereas with the uh, spices, I think you've got lots of skill and flair. Lots of tricky wingers. But, but spices yeah, have, a bit more, have a bit more kick in them, and that would be preferable bit, for a football. Exactly, a bit more kick. That that's that's a brilliant point. So it's for not, me, it's not a marathon, Joe. It's it's a sprint. It is uh, for me. I think the spices might just take it out. <laughs> While being uh, a bit leaky at the back, sort of. Um, <laughs> Especially ch- chili is going to be particularly leaky at the back. Chili is very painful <laughs> at the end of the round. Chili's too. Oh, well. uh, painful at the start, painful at the end. <laughs> so if you're comparing a, um... except though, I think I think spices are probably better suited to cricket as they seem to be more prevalent in the subcontinent. Oh, I was just going to say that. Um, so, what would you compare? A, uh, a spicy football team to do then, Joe? Crystal Palace. No, no, there's no chance, James. Come on. <laughs> Being serious here. I mean, the way some of these some of these young guys are, are nipping around for Palace these days, it could be could be an option. But I'd say like a a, a Jurgen Klopp kind of system where they're, they're very, with the high pressing, lots of tricky players. But again, I, I don't think that's a perfect match. I was gonna say do, sort of maybe think? a I was gonna say maybe a Brighton or something like that. They got all the the intricate, you know, got the flair, but they're just a bit shit because they're not solid at the back, you know. I was thinking a bit I mean, of PSG, but 
they're still quite good, aren't they? So. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely sort of like a Pep Guardiola. Barcelona 2011-12. I mean, if you're going for a herb team, I'm saying Burnley's the best, your best herb team. Yeah, Burnley. Nice Sean Dyche. No, no mm. nonsense. Four four two. Lots of lads. Anyway, I think we I think we should move on from that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I, I, which, uh, well, we, whatever we listeners we did have, we have now lost. Yeah, well. Oh well. See you later. We, we could talk about days. um the in football news, um Newcastle being um Oh yeah, wow built brought by um a Taliban type enterprise. <laughs> what was the what was yeah. the um thing called? The, it's like PIC or something like that, right? PIF? Well, it's, it's owned um, by the Saudi crown. Yeah, yeah. It's no, like some so investment was, fund or something like that. It's the name of the... The, the public, the Saudi public investment fund. So essentially yeah. how it works is a lot of the leftover gas money that they have, they have like a big fund that it goes into and they use that um, as a way to try and diversify the economy for the future. So they have this massive pool of money which they pour into lots of different assets to try and, you know, prepare Saudi for the future using the gas money. But then it's also used for soft power, sports washing, really uglier stuff like what's happened with Newcastle. But yeah, I don't know. What's your what's your thoughts on the takeover, Alex? Because I've seen a mix. Some people, a lot of the chat's like, oh, Newcastle, they'll be signing all these cool players and it's going to make the league even more competitive. But I don't know. What, what There's definitely another side as well. What's your take? Um, I mean... For like, if they people are saying that they're going to like dominate the league in like a couple of years' time or like top four in like two years' time, I don't think that's going to be the case at all. Because mm-hmm. I mean, FFP sort of brought in to maybe well to hopefully stop this sort of stuff, right? But yeah, so maybe they'll be more like strict on regulations and stuff with the uh, like financial fair play because of this. Because I mean, like the buying power of that club is so much higher than sort of anything there's been before really isn't it yeah so i think it's like 308 billion the uh the funds like worth or something like that the net worth which is like 15 times bigger than sheikh manzul's uh you know pot of cash but i don't know so yeah. i mean i'm not i wouldn't be too worried about it from like a you know newcastle thump in the league but it definitely did make me think about being a uh, a chelsea fan you know definitely made me reconsider so mm-hmm. Why is that? I don't know. I feel like that. I don't know. It's just it. It sort of makes you appreciate the the more sort of pure clubs, you know. And it's just like the where the money's coming from kind of matters. I don't know. I I think it really matters for me. I I I would if that was my club, I'd really struggle to want to keep watching them if they were taken over by. A regime such as that one where i mean we don't have to go into the issues i know lots of people are aware of them with the human rights and the jamal khashoggi issue and all sorts of other stuff but what really gets it to me is stonings yeah i mean yeah what, what gets it for me is that newcastle is such a it's like a very working class part of the country it's a real proper football club where it's, you know, people have pretty hard lives. It's pretty tough up there. It's not the wealthiest part of the country at all. But people really get their joy from the football going along on Saturday. It's a, like a real traditional, well-supported club with a massive fan base. It's, you know, like a one-club city and everything else. And the fact that that, like, pure idea of what a football club should be and is has now been taken over by, like, a Middle Eastern government as some tool to try and make them look good to take away from some of the atrocities they commit is pretty pretty horrific for me it's just just i don't know it doesn't sit well at all. yeah but um like i mean they could do something sort of similar to like what the like city football group have done is the sort of like building up manchester right and they're making like uh like housing i think they're making like apartment complexes and like sort of like shopping centers and stuff like that so i mean they're providing jobs and you know they're doing something so, I mean, that's yeah. not so bad. Who, who owns Manchester City? Um, um, essentially by the um, Abu Dhabi Crown. Abu Dhabi, yeah. The Crown Prince. Yeah. Oh, so 
I mean, it's less egregious in Saudi Arabia, but it's still someone who likes to use slave labor. Yeah, so it's a migrant workers' problem. I think it's the biggest issue there, and it's obviously still very conservative. And there's some some human rights violations, but yeah, for me, I think that that's part of it, right? You you're not gonna be able to sports wash per se by doing a bad job running a football club. You're gonna do a good job and put money mm. into the community and everything else. That's like all part of the game. But I, I still just think we're better off without that in in football if that's possible. Yeah. That's just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, you, I, yeah. I, I think the, the Prem did try and stop it though, didn't they? Yeah, but like they the, sort of the did only, what they could. The but. only issue with it for to, for them to be able to pass the owners and directors test was because it can't be a country that owns it. Yeah. It has to be some sort of fund. So they had to prove that it wasn't the country. And also there was a big piracy issue where Qatar and Saudi Arabia are having a bit of a spat, which is still going on. And Saudi Arabia, as part of it, had done a lot of sanctions on being sports and were stealing their streams which is a real big broadcast partner for the Premier League. Yeah. So a big reason why they wouldn't let it get, go through is because of money reasons, essentially, because the Saudis were screwing over one of their big partners that gives them a lot of money. And now that's since been resolved. And literally the day after that's resolved is the day the takeover happens. So again, it really tells you where the priorities lie of the league. I would comment that the, the fans in Newcastle seem to like the idea and... Um... I mean, even if um, I assume a lot of them probably don't know what the Saudis get up to or um, certain famous Saudi citizens who have flown planes into significant American buildings. Um, but um, they've got a winning football club out of this. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's going to lift their life up on the... That, it's going to make their life a bit more bearable and they're going to enjoy going to the games and watching their club potentially win more. But at, at, at what cost? It's not going to be the yeah. local boys playing now. They're just going to buy every player they want. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle tries to buy every player they can, but they're all sort of shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it puts the fans in like a difficult position, right? But I think majority of fans, I think it was like, I read a stat, it was like, 97% of like the fans that voted on the select poll were in favor of the takeover. And, but I mean, because probably in their minds, they don't really care about, you know, a couple of, or how many people dying or something like that, or, you know, human rights issues. If they can see their football club do well every week, you know, compared to what they're seeing now. But again, like, like James said, at what cost, right? I mean, you've you've got a country that's committing atrocities. Um, I mean, everyone had in recent weeks has gone on about what the Taliban's been doing in Afghanistan and what ISIS does has done in previous years. Um, like the only difference between what they do and Saudi Arabia do is Saudi Arabia contains it within their own borders and is one of our bad guys who we give money to and help out. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a complicated one. But. Yeah. It is. But, you know, if they get a good football game, they get a good football game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think in the end they'll, all, you know, the match day fans are probably not going to mind that much, are they? <laughs> no, probably not. Because <laughs> they had a, they had a the, the previous owner didn't care about them, and now they've got an owner that probably doesn't still care about them, but they get to see better football. So... <laughs> Maybe get some money invested in the area. Is that is that all we have for football chat? I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's 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 one more game of uh, FC Kyrat. They uh, ah, oh, I'll let you take that one, James. That name. That's Kyrat Almaty beat Ak Akzi Akzayak Yik. Yeah, I'll <laughs> um, take that. Ak- Exayek. My pronunciation is nearly 100% certainly going to be wrong. Um, 3-1 in the Kazakhstani Premier League? Yeah. Is that yeah. correct? That's definitely a good result. I mean, turn of form for the boys. It was a dominant win for them. It was a brilliant, brilliant fixture to watch. Yeah. Um, Great way to bounce back from the uh, Europa League, uh, you know, 
missed opportunity, I'll say. The loss against the Herbs. Yeah. But, I mean, I think they're definitely out of the uh, Premier League title uh, contention. Stanner just sort of running away with it at the moment. But uh, I think that sort of wraps up all of our Kairat chat. And maybe maybe we can get a, a more in-depth uh, Newcastle chat next week. But, I mean, yeah. we're not really a, a football podcast, are we? So, you know. No. One thing that we did... Uh, Fisher's travels now, and where where's Fisher has been? Has he left the island this week? Um, yeah, yeah. So this weekend, so it's a long weekend again this week, which was nice. So wow, is that, had, is that two in a row? Yeah, two in a row, and there was a big holiday just beforehand as well. Jesus, it so yeah, was it was it celebrating? Um, this is Hangul Day, which um, Hangul is the Korean alphabet. It's um, it's actually kind of interesting that. Korean people in general, I've noticed, are very, very proud of the of the alphabet because I think for very good reason. I think it's the best writing system I've seen. But yeah, the, the main difference between like, you know, people lump Korean, Japanese and Chinese together. And Korean has a much more simple writing system where there's only, I believe it's 40 letters total. So it's really, really easy to learn. And it, yeah, it was invented by... Um, a very famous um, king from the past whose name escapes me. But um, yeah, so it's essentially a day to celebrate the creation of Hangul. Wow. But um, yeah, because, well, well, what's, oh, sorry, go on. Because like traditional Chinese has about, I mean, not, not modern Chinese is in the Mandarin they speak now, but traditional Chinese is something like two, over 2,000 characters and Japan mm. has some writing in traditional Chinese and then some writing in their system, like they use the same characters. And then they have the Japanese characters as well, whereas Korean has a simplified version of 40 characters. Yeah, just, just 40 characters. Yeah. So it's, and each, um, so if you see Korean, it's like written in blocks of letters where there's like, might be like three symbols together. And each block of symbols is one syllable. So it makes it really easy to read. So if it was un young, it would be written as un in one block and then young in the second block. So then you know how to say it as opposed to English, which is constantly chucking in random letters and biases. Well, English, English is a very bastardized language. Like it's got, it just picks up phrases from wherever, like there's Latin, there's some Norman, there's other Latin language words, some like, uh, a lot of food products we use uh, um, words, uh, actually originally French words, such as beef. Wow. Beef, yeah. Beef, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Great. Uh, That's like great. Our, language just, our language picks up stuff from wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Like beef. Yeah, beef. You think that'd be an yeah. American word or something? I think. Beef. <laughs> That's very, it's very much a but French I'm, word. Yeah. But as for what I did over um, Hungul Day, um, I went um, to this nice, nice town. Where went to two different little cities, one called Suncheon and one called Yosu. And um, Yosu in particular is a beautiful city. It's like a port city of about 200 or so thousand people on, down in the south, north, southwest of Korea. And yeah, just a stunning little um, city, really. It's beautiful, like, bridge and nice beaches and... Yeah, not really nice promenade, just a great vibe about the place. It's definitely probably my favorite place I've been in Korea, to be honest. And if you wow. if you were visiting from overseas, it's the sort of place that gets a lot of domestic tourism, but not so much international tourism. Yeah. But I think if you did go there as an international tourist, you'd be getting a pretty authentic Korean experience without a lot of tourists around, but also get to see a pretty incredible city. So yeah, did you it, was, get, it was good. Did you not go to that island as well? Uh, Jeju. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went to Jeju the week before. It was it was quite nice. It's it's very um Koreans. Uh, it, it was like hyped up a lot for me. People always talk about Jeju and say you've got to go to Jeju. It's this amazing place. It's like Korean Hawaii, and it it was nice, but I, I didn't love it. If you know what I mean. Like I, I think Yosu is probably nicer. You also do live it like, well, you have lived in New Zealand, which is yeah, also quite a nice island 
Yes, yeah, yeah we, we, we are spoiled in New Zealand. Like there's a couple of people I was like, wow, they, they, these beaches are beautiful. And I'm like, mm, uh, yeah, not, not really. Yeah, it's not, that's what, it's <laughs> not New Zealand. As much like as you don't want to compare it to the coast home. of England. And yeah. Like, oh, yes. I mean, we have, we, have, we have two coastlines in just at our home city. So, I mean, we're pretty spoiled in that regard. Yeah, without a doubt. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was good. And then um, Suncheon, which is a nice city as well. We went to like a, a traditional village. Oh, cool. Was, um, from the 1960s. That's real. It makes you realize how quickly Korea developed. Because, mm. you know, it's like, it's kind of like a slum, really. Like everyone living on top of each other like tiny little houses and like wooden platforms. And a friend I was with who um, may make a future appearance on the podcast, just a little get, wow. get, get the audience excited. <laughs> he was, his, he's, um, his parents were born in Korea and moved over to Australia not long before he was born. And what we saw in this village is apparently very similar to how they grew up. And it's pretty incredible. It's like really poor, like, definitely a real tough life and for it to be like this super modern um high-income country like on the frontier of technology and everything else like it is today it's it's pretty incredible to see that really it's the sort of thing you might have thought would be 100 or 150 years ago not just 50 years ago yeah. so yeah that was yeah definitely a good trip wow wow that does sound like a great time so Lots with the you consumed <laughs> oh it sounds, uh, definitely uh, sounds like it doesn't it a dangerous amount of soju yeah <laughs> i think any amount's dangerous from our experiences at the restaurant we go to <laughs> yeah, me, <laughs> we, me, and, me and jess had some uh soju and beer the other day and some chicken Pretty oh, banging. yeah oh, yeah exactly <laughs> did you we did you the, mix uh... it did you mix it together yeah we did um well we watched a tv show um Hometown Cha 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 on Netflix. That was the, the the place I thought you were going to. It looked kind of similar to that, but um, they said that the best ratio of soju was a uh, three to seven. So you do three seconds of soju and then seven seconds of beer, or oh, interesting four to six. And you know, so we tried that. But does it taste good? I've never had it. It just tastes like watered down beer, kind of. Mm, with a hint That's of about it. soju but yeah. yeah what you do is where you put them both in the glass and then you like whack it whack the bottom of the glass with a spoon and it makes it all like fizz up and mix together it's uh it's quite entertaining oh yeah jess was trying to do that with a knife and it just i didn't i didn't know what was happening oh yeah the spoon <laughs> is definitely definitely the way to go spoon. <laughs> yeah. give it a you go it's kind of gross because you just eat your barbecue and your rice and then you just stick your spoon in your drink and then oh not even the not even the um the non-spoony end the handle yeah the handle the, the wow. actual bit with the spoon on it is what you stick in there so wow. yeah your next bit of barbecue you have having afterwards definitely has a high slight soju and beer aftertaste that'd be the uh the karak, you know because you got your you got your your sukarak and then so that's your spoon and then I think karak in Korean just means like long, thin thing, right? Yeah, it's like a piece of something long. Yeah, that's what oh. Jeff said. That was the direct translation. All right, so you were Googling it and you have a native Korean speaker about three meters from you. I was, yeah. But I don't know if she's listening. She's got headphones in, so, you know. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Right. See, she wasn't listening then. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she, she, we, I also learned the, this weekend that like your fingers are like sun crack, so they're just like you know long hand, oh. and then your toes are like you know pal crack. Long. That's foot. your toes. Yeah, or like yeah, something long on your foot. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's that's where you got it from. The spoon. Yeah. Oh. That's what we're talking about. Because oh. he was talking about how. You put the spoon in to mix the thing. Yeah, I just did it with the knife. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, sorry, this isn't really good pod content, is it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be a lot better if you were having a domestic, but yeah. Oh well. But no, um, yeah. Elsewhere in um Korean culture, I know um 
both of you and myself as well have been watching um, Squid Game, which has kind of turned into a bit of a global sensation. So um, I've not yet finished it. And I know Alex has not seen all of it, but seems to know how it ends. So um, yeah, just James, what's your thoughts? Pretty, pretty interesting show, right? Um, I thought it was, um, I was reading it, didn't get great reviews in Korea. And, um, maybe they have better shows other than that. But I, well, it's because it's sort of like a, I think it's a very, well, me and Jess were saying, it's a very like westernized show. I feel it, it's it, not made for Korean people. I don't think it, it has a very like global, a global yeah. theme to it. Yeah. I, I'd say that it's, but I think how it betrayed, um, betrayed how, um, I mean, it was a realistic social reflection and um, it was also very suspenseful and a great show to watch. Like they're all, I'd say people who are broadly seen as disadvantaged, like it wasn't trying to sugarcoat things and showed how one of the guys was a bit of a gambling addict and owed a lot of money and then had to enter into this bizarre game. But I, I really enjoyed the show and I liked, the old man character I thought was quite a good character. Yeah, it was it was just a good good TV show. For the TV, I enjoyed watching it. Um, yeah, for sure. It's um it's it's interesting as well because uh, I know I've seen a bit of bit of commentary around it and people in Korea saying like, oh, if it was real, how many people would enter? Because you know it is it is so tough for a lot of people to get ahead here. It's extremely competitive job market and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I think, hit a few themes that relate related to um, people's lives here in a, in a similar way to um, Parasite, which I think touched on similar kind of ideas. Mm. I haven't seen Parasite yeah. yet. Haven't you? No. Oh, it was good. Is it on Netflix? No. I don't think no. so. It, it might be. I, if you've not seen Parasite, highly, highly recommend it. As yeah, a, good Especially show. if you enjoyed... Maybe. Squid Game. It's a fantastic movie. Is it a horror film or is it like a... I, I Honestly, I don't want to give you... If you're going to watch it, I don't want to give you any too much information. Just just chuck it on, yeah. It won Best Picture at the Oscars a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. And the, so... guy was, the guy was honed at the ceremony. Yeah, it was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll definitely give it a watch. And I, It's expanded my horizon into Korean TV and... Um, Wow, you should watch some K dramas, James. <laughs> Maybe not that far, but no. Uh, I mean... Maybe. I think I've done my new, new segment on the show, James's Korean review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though you're the one who's living there. <laughs> yeah. Right. I control it's a foreign TV show every week. <laughs> Yeah, from a different country. Let us know what you think. I mean, that's not a bad idea, that, because I feel like there there is a lot of good foreign, like, you know, there's obviously a lot of good foreign films, right? But they're not very, we don't get exposed to them very often, do we? Mm. Living in our little I bubble. Mean, there's places that show French films in New Zealand. Yeah, but it's like, you know, like The Untouchables, I think it's called. Yeah, that was a good film. Yeah, it was a great movie. And... I don't know. It's like one of would be one of, probably one of my favorite movies. But ironically, we watched it in. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 English yeah, yeah, class yeah, when we yeah, watched yeah. it. Ironically, we watched the French yeah. film in English. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, we watched it together. But I mean, that's that's you know probably one of the better films I've seen, and isn't a you know you didn't you don't understand it, but I feel like you can makes you relate to the characters a lot more. Yeah, I mean they're relatable. You can understand. As, as yeah. long as you can read, you can understand what the characters are sort of saying. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure the, some I'm sure native Korean speakers might say some of the subtitles and Squid Game were off. Yeah, I think yeah, that's that was a that was a thing. But I mean, the one thing about watching like foreign shows is that if they're bad actors, then it's quite bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You can, you can really tell if someone's a bad actor if you can't understand them because, you know, you actually watch them act rather than, um, you know, listen. You have to pay more attention, I guess. Yeah, I guess you do. It's, I, I'm a big fan and I would advise all our audience to watch it if they want to. Yeah. 
Yeah, our, our huge audience. We've, we've just, <laughs> I'll tell you, it was popular. They're talking it might be Netflix's most popular ever show. And the, the shout out on this podcast, I think, it's just tipped oh, it over. I thought, so I thought you were talking about us that. as uh, Netflix's most popular show. Oh, we're not on Netflix. No, I know that, but I just thought so. <laughs> we might be one day if someone like films a documentary about failing podcasts or something. <laughs> no, yeah, it'd be, it'd be titled This Podcast has been going for 20 years and it's only got like four views an episode still. But I mean, you know, four, four unique listeners. From, I mean, I'm uh, not listening to it, so that's four no, people exactly. there Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll take that. But I mean, we're at pretty consistent numbers nowadays. I think we got a four on the last two. So, you know, it's not too bad. Uh, that's <laughs> solid. I mean, I don't, I don't know. What, what can you expect, really? Like, like, where's our viewership coming from as well? Most is it all New Zealand? Um, so we got seventy six percent New Zealand, twelve percent United States. So I mean, Matt, I think Matt regularly listens, and then six percent Germany. Don't know who's watching from there, and five percent South Korea, which is probably Joe, and then two percent UK, which is my mum. So, um, do we do a shout out to our German viewers? Um, Thank oh, you all. Go. Guten Tag. Thank you for viewing the podcast. Yeah. We love Thank you, Deutschland. We love food. Oh, I can see whereabouts they listen from as well. So um, we've had, uh, from our United States listeners, we've got a quarter of them from Virginia, which is Virginia. interesting. So that's, uh, that's not Matt. No. <laughs> it's the other wow. side of the country. Yeah. So we'll, do, we'll do a shout out to our friends from Virginia. <laughs> if that's what they sound like there yeah I don't know it's close to Washington DC so they probably have a posh accent in that <laughs> I mean it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, if we ever get these hoodies organised then uh, we'll, we'll see the uh, spike in interest <laughs> where, where are our other US listeners apart from Virginia LA uh, California yeah so that's about it yeah. and where, uh, whereabouts are our listeners in Germany which city um, it says Hesse. It's H E S S E. I don't know clue where that is. I'll give it a look. And then uh, New Zealand, we got four percent of our listeners are from Wellington and four percent from Canterbury, which is a uh, you know we don't know anybody in Wellington. That's good, good stuff. Yeah. Yet again, yeah, this is probably not great. Cod pod, pod uh, con- <laughs> So Hesse is near Cologne. Wow. It doesn't really sound like a um, a German place, does it? it sounds like should be in Mexico or something. We're probably butchering how it's said for a Hesse or something. I don't know. Something Has. angry. Has. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Has. It's yeah. not a Hessen. It doesn't end with an E. Yeah, it ends Has. with yeah, it does end with an E. Hesse. Not an N, it's not a Hessen. No, it just says H E S S E. H E S S E. So if I can find it on Google Maps. Um. Oh, anyways, I, I, no. Sorry. I think it's a state. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, it, it would be a state. It's not a town. It's a state, and it's where Frankfurt is. And that is wow. the only place it comes up on the map. I was probably because we <laughs> mentioned uh, you going to the Frankfurt game, so the fans probably tuned in. I went to the airport there, and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought you went to Dortmund Frankfurt or something like that. In Dortmund. Yeah, I know, but it's just uh... yeah. <laughs> anyways, it's not a great point. Um, I was gonna say back to the herbs. I searched up the biggest herb, and apparently the banana tree is the biggest herb, which I thought was kind of mad. Okay. So mm. yeah, it's not your favorite herb, is it, Joe? No. They'll probably have a good good bit of swaz on free kicks though. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can do is whip it, yeah. <laughs> Every pass is just swag. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so should we move on to, speaking of career, Joe, how is your um, career dating experience going? Well, it's going okay. I just checked the Tinder before, a show, before the show, did a little bit of swiping. And we're now up to um, 10 matches, which is wow. slightly more respectable. Yeah, I think the moving over the weekend really helped out. Yeah, definitely to, um, with more exposure. 
more exposure, new new people to meet and match with. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've not sent any of them a message yet, so I was wondering maybe <laughs> we we could draft one on the show here to to one person. So I might just pick one at random. Um, or, or also, the the matches look a lot more normal, so they're they're mostly Korean, and there doesn't appear to be any um, any children. Oh, or bots. Okay, yeah, sorry. Which is, which is solid. So, um, yeah, not bad. Maybe maybe we could go for this one. Sean, Sean. You share your screen. Uh, or, oh, should I share my screen? All right. Yeah. Just, I, I was thinking about this. You guys, with, you guys with can the screen share. take a match. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. sure. But with the screen sharing, it's not really the best uh, best podcast content, is it? No. <laughs> it's sort of a visual thing but i mean it if is. um we could somehow put it into words and i guess it could be a we've got a few to choose from you and kim soul melon i i like melon's good i like we've got melon <laughs> should we go melon I, i'm just i'm just joking Wait, you've got text. a russian yeah. you know, <laughs> natalia natalia might be might be a bot Hyun, um, how do you say this one? Hyunji, Hyunji, Deb, Yuna, or Dash? Um, well, Yuna and Dash we saw last week, so I think I think Hyun's your best one there. Hyun. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we've got anything we can work off in the profile. Uh, they're a tattooer. Wow. They're a tattooer. Like a um mm. profession that you'd get in Korea. Like tattoos, no. don't they? Say hi. If you go on a date with me, okay. I'll let you tattoo whatever you That's want on me. Oh. <laughs> That's brilliant. Just the same hi. to be a, a tattooist, you have to be a cosmetic surgeon. If you go on a date with me, you can tattoo what you want on me. <laughs> if you go on a date with me, you can tattoo whatever you like. Whatever you like, onto me. Yeah, it's in the. <laughs> now, should we go? Interested? Question mark. Or no? Um, nah. See if she get her, get her on the podcast. I think that's better. Would you want to no, come I'll on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next one. <laughs> next one. Well, who should we pick to bring on the podcast? Um. <laughs> I don't know who's who's I don't know this is your choice Joe okay we'll go we'll invite Melon on the podcast oh no smoking no drinking (laughs) no dirty talk (laughs) I will make you happy with my energy I don't want to talk with people who smoke okay perfect she's very adamant about that (laughs) she's a Of a popular English language podcast. <laughs> oh god, is this is this actually becomes a thing? It sounds like a business email. Yeah, yeah so, read it out loud. Uh, I've written, I've written. Hi, Melon. I am the co-host of a highly popular podcast, Tangents. First segment of the show, we are wanting to invite random Tinder matches onto the show to get to know them. Would you be interested? In this proposal, good. Um, yeah. Say if not, fancy a smoke. <laughs> not would it? No, 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 no. If say if not, durries if not. and beers at the beach. Oh no! Don't if do not. that. They're not going to understand. They're not going to understand that, mate. Okay. Should we? Should we just leave it at that? Yeah. Yeah. Leave it at that. No, we're right. inviting Joe's Tinder dates onto the Tangent Podcast. Okay, send. So, again, we'll up, update the audience next week. If we... Sorry, Joe, Jess was just saying that the girls you've matched with deserve better. No. They deserve better? <laughs> yeah. When we offered to let I took that out of Joe, context. Does but... she know about that idea? That one's going to give Joe a tattoo? Ah, she says they deserve better than to be harassed by 
us about the podcast? Well, that's what they're getting. So what they deserve is <laughs> what they deserve is irrelevant at the moment. I mean, it does say that you're a uh, professional podcaster in your description, so yeah, yeah it's fair yeah. enough that. It's not, it's not false advertising. That's and probably one of the reasons why they clicked on your profile. If Melon does say yes, we have to follow through and get Melon on the podcast. Yeah, well, well, imagine imagine we'll have um, Liz, I don't know the other one's name, and yeah. uh, Melon on the pod. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. So that'd be All good. Right. So yeah, um, updates will be following in in no time. And that's it for, um, yeah, that's, that's it got. for the update. Well, do you, do you know how many um and how many swipes you did? Do you have a swipe rate, uh, success rate? Sorry. Um, no, uh, they, they don't. They don't provide that kind of information. I've been uh, doing them relatively frequently, but not not super often. No, you don't look like a James James Lambourne type, do you? On the bus, no. swiping all the time. No, not. I doesn't just swipe for fun. It's a serious game, you know. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah professional swiper yeah maybe you can even put that on your your um your bio there joe professional uh tinder matcher or something like that professional matcher yeah tinder. yeah maybe not that sounds like kind no. of shit now <laughs> yeah well. why are you sniffing your fingers can you explain that to the uh <laughs> we up from a match beforehand <laughs> wow um, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's about it for that segment. I don't know if we've got much else to chat about. I did propose to Alex last week, but maybe a, I think that's maybe a good we... place to finish to leave them all on a cliffhanger, so they have to find out whether Joe's getting a tattoo or not. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, it's not like we're going to get an instant reply, are we? No, no. <clears throat> what are you saying, Joe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say we we did have some ideas for a couple more segments one of them could be an update on alex's um semi-professional running career which has been underway. my running career yeah yeah i mean you just started running not too long ago would you i thought we could keep the audience um you know up to date sure i just go through my strava and uh list out every activity i've ever done i mean uh, yeah or just you know general general chat um but if you don't want to then uh ah, i can't do i mean I think it would be uh, more beneficial for the audience if I said what sort of uh, running has, has done for me, you know, to encourage, you know, more more runners, I guess. But, yeah, it's definitely been a, been a good experience um, being, a, being a, a casual runner, not a uh, full-time runner like yourself, Joe, or semi-professional, as your uh, bio says. But, yeah, it's just been nice. It sort of gives you time to think about running things. My running routine's and, the best, uh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. I don't do it. Ah. But yeah, I mean, it's just nice sort of getting some fresh air every now and then. Definitely uh, lights up your, your day a little bit. Only thing is, though, is uh, running at nighttime seems to be a bit of a pain in the ass because I can't sleep afterwards. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So maybe I'm just too uh, too amped up or something like that. But. Yeah, that could be could be what it is. It's not something I've heard about before. Yeah, well, I, I just find, yeah, if I go if I go for a run at like eight or nine, if I'm getting back at ten o'clock, basically, I'm not sleeping for a while. Mm. But I don't know. It might be the lockdown effect since uh, my sleep during lockdown has been poor, to say the least. Yeah. But yeah. Well. Yeah, no. And um, what, what's your goals? What are you working towards? Anything the um, audience can get behind? Well, I, I think it's. Well, I bought a. Um, I invested in a hydration pack, as a, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I think as soon as I get that, I reckon I've sort of been saving my legs, and I'll just hopefully uh, be able to do my first marathon reasonably soon. But mm. um, yeah, that's that's all I got at the moment. And then apart from that, is a uh, twenty-minute five k. That's my goal. Nice. Yeah, so I'm working it down a bit. But um, yeah, had a nice, uh, easy, easy week this week or last week. I think I did 10k, so wasn't most eventful. But I think the legs definitely needed a bit of a rest. So 
yeah back stronger back. this week when are you planning on running a marathon um just as soon as i get my uh i get my my thing that allows me to drink water whilst i run which is a you mean a water bottle it's a it's a backpack water bottle james it's cool Yeah, like a sure. camelback. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that should be coming on, uh, you know, Tuesday. Oh, Wednesday this week, I think. So, after any time after that, maybe even by the next podcast, I would have done a, my first marathon. Oh, lovely. Well, we, we can update it. Yeah. Update the only thing I don't get about um, marathons is I know it's the distance between, you know, I someplace in, where is it? Someplace in Italy. Or something like that, and somewhere else. Greece, yeah, oh, Greece. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And Athens, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, that was my bad. That, but um, it just seems such a like a random amount of kilometers to run, you know? Yeah, so it doesn't see, really make sense. No, I don't yeah. see the fixation on running a marathon when, say, I think fifty k is probably because I feel like if you say you run a marathon, people don't really appreciate that do they because they don't know how far it is mm. if you're the average person i think i know it's like how, 42 how and a half k's right yeah yeah i, I think people understand right. like what's involved in that uh, they might not know the specific distance but they know like it's a hard slog it's not something easy to do usually yeah. but yeah you make a good but, point I mean, I mean, if I'm if I'm going to be doing the uh, WUU 2K next year, then uh, got to be onto it. Which I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely signing up for. I think. So WUU, yeah, no. um, it's just like a run in Wellington where you're just basically running up and down hills. And I think the the ultra course is like 60k, uh, 3k of elevation, which is the same as climbing a third of the way up Mount Everest. I think. Or just over a third. So I thought it'd be a decent little thing with full oxygen levels and no. Yes. Yeah. 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 Obviously, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm just putting it into a you know context a little bit, but yeah, I thought it'd be good to do. I mean, if you want to come back for the uh, for the weekend, John, do that race with me. That'd be good. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a pretty popular one. I know it's supposed to be a real good race, so um, yeah, it sounds like a good goal. Yeah, I reckon I'm winning it. Um, <laughs> first time out, easy. Oh, yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I'll just so, listen yeah. to uh, David Goggers on repeat, and then you know, easy. <laughs> That'll do it. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, we could wrap it up there. We've got a couple new segments. We've got James's James's um, foreign language film. Um, segment and we got Alex's Alex's running updates. So yeah, I mean it should be should be good for next week. Melon's yeah. gonna be a guest. Mm. Oh yeah, two guests. Wow, we're gonna have a pack one next week, aren't we? We will. We will. You know, if we if we end up doing really long podcasts, we could split it into two weeks and have to do then we'd have to do less <laughs> podcasts. You know, so we do one session over two weeks. This was true. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like I have the most fun on these ones compared to uh, doing them with a guest. I mean, no offense to Sachin, etc. But dunno. I think it's, I reckon it's just a better good vibe, you know. So we forced. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. So we're just gonna denigrate our guests after they go on, is that the plan? Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, Sachin's the only one that's actually caught any flack. I don't think anyone uh, has disrespected uh, Callum or Jared. Just or Matt. Just Sachin. His a uh, his weak effort. But I mean, I did think it was quite. Um, I don't know. Distasteful that Jared said if he won eighty million dollars, he'd buy a C sixty three. Like, come on. <laughs> you guys, should we yeah. stop the recording there? Ooh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's that's uh, probably good. Um, make sure you subscribe to the uh, Patreon. Um, and if you are on the Patreon currently pledging, aka uh, well, Pope, 
uh, make sure actually send the money through. That would be good. Um. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to get as skinny as Joe. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. That can be bad for me. But, um... Considerable amount of uh, miles to get that that lean. Yeah, I've probably put on some weight, to be honest. But yeah. Well, yeah, I thought you probably would if you were in Korea, but I guess you're eating by yourself and, you know, it's a hassle, uh, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'd probably put on a bit. I'm just um, eating meat and stuff as well. Lovely. Well, you enjoy your dinner, Joe, and me and James are going to go to bed. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for joining. Wow. As always, keep slaying. <laughs> Is that is that your advice to the audience, James? Uh, more, more or less, I'm um, targeted at Fisher. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe yeah, using right. the word "keep" was wrong, but um, start. Yeah. <laughs>